God is good. Amen. I said, God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a good God we serve. A lot going on, a lot happening. Um, so just kind of, you know, I don't know, mark your calendars for all the stuff coming up. We just got a, we got a busy year. A lot of good stuff happening, praise God. And uh, Holy Ghost and fire, praise God. I'm okay with that. Come on now. Somebody says, well, aren't you concerned? You might have a little bit too much, you know, too much wildfire. I'd rather have some wildfire than no fire. I'll tell you that much right now. Amen. Now, we're not, our heart's not to open up the door to have, you know, a bunch of flaky stuff, but our heart is to give God room to move and do some things, praise God. And uh, you can't be afraid of that kind of thing. You just got to roll with it and let God do some things. And, and uh, in the end, praise God, He gets all the glory. Praise God, people walk away free and walk away whole. And I mean, really, when you stop and think about all the things that we got coming up, everything's just about getting people free. Getting them set free, man. It's just what it's about. I mean, nobody should have to live life bound up. Nobody should have to live life in, 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 in a realm of nothing but limits and things that keeps them down and keeps them tied up and, and bound. And, uh, you know, we just, people need to be free. And, you know, when you start getting free, it's amazing what you start walking in. It's amazing uh, the, the, the gifts, the callings, the, uh, the passions, the desires, the uh, you know, the, the things that, that, that you're de- destined for and called to do all of a sudden begin to open up and you begin to walk in that, praise God. And uh, God, just, God just wants everybody walking in, in, in what they should be walking in and being who they should be and doing what they should be doing, praise God, amen. And this thing works in and we can get this job done and get on out of here. I thought I'd have a little more enthusiasm on that part, but... Amen. Now that we're not looking to check out early, come on now, but we are looking to get the job done and get on out of here like we're supposed to, praise God. Can I hear a bigger amen? Amen. amen. All right. So we're, uh, we've been talking about overcoming, and, and uh, we're going to go to our opening text in 1 John chapter 5, please. 1 John chapter 5. And look at your neighbor say, I'm going to get it all today. Tell them that. All right. 1 John chapter 5 says this, for whatever, everybody say whatever. Okay, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, of course, verse 5 lets it be known that, that you've been born, or you're of God, amen, and because you're of God, you're an overcomer. In fact, uh, uh, 1 John 4 and 4 uh, says that you're of God, little children, and you've overcome because greater is he who's in you, right, come on, than he who's in the world. What's that make you? It makes you an overcomer. Why? Because the overcomer himself is on the inside of you. Praise God. Now go back to chapter 5, verse 4, please. Amen. It says, whatever is born of God. Now everybody say, whatever. whatever. It's real key because everything that we're touching on throughout this uh, series, uh, dealing with overcoming, you have to understand whatever here isn't just referring to a human being. It's referring to whatever has come out of God, whatever's been born of God, His Word, His Spirit, come on now, the armor of God, amen. I mean, everything that comes out of God, amen. Everything that comes out of God has overcoming uh, power within it, everything, all right? So whatever it is that we, we get on and talk about that's come from God, guess what? It has overcoming power, amen. And this is the victory. That word victory there is the word Nike, okay, which means uh, the means 
uh, uh, the means of victory or the means of success. In other words, uh, our means of success or our means of victory, amen, to overcome is our faith. And so what he's talking about in this verse is your faith in whatever is born of God. Are you with me? Okay. It's, it's, it's not just necessarily referring to just, just your faith in God, per se. It's talking about everything that comes out of it. So part of it is you. You've come out of God. You've been born of God. And God just wants you to believe it. Have faith in the fact that you can overcome. You have to trust that the God that made you, the God that formed you, amen, that same thing that, that he made, amen, within you has overcoming power in it. You are an overcomer. Amen. The word faith, again, uh, pistis is the Greek word. It just means, uh, you know, to believe. It means to uh, trust, confidence, reliance, dependence, uh, you know, assurance. Uh, so these are all just synonyms to this word. And so he's saying, you know, put your confidence in this. If God's given you his word, put confidence in that word. If God's given you the armor, then put some, put some, some confidence in the fact that that armor is designed to get you through things. Amen. If God has, has put placed people in your lives, people around you, praise God, who are born of God, amen, then guess what? You can put some confidence, amen, in the support that you have around you. You'd be just on and on this goes, amen. So it's not just saying, you know, trust God. It's going beyond that. It's showing you that everything that comes out of God is something worthy of putting faith in. Are you still with me? All right. Amen. Now, we, over the last few weeks, have been, you know, diving into different things. One of the things we talked about in the last couple weeks, uh, we talked about fighting the good fight of faith. In fact, put uh, 1 Timothy 6 and 12 on the board. We'll just real quick maybe uh, jump through that. But fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on to eternal life or that quality of life to which you were called. Amen. And have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And we spent a couple weeks talking about that, diving into that. Talking about primarily with part of grabbing hold of what's yours is you're going to not only have to believe like an overcomer, you're going to have to walk like an overcomer, and you're going to have to talk like an overcomer. It's hard to believe uh, that you, you have the victory if, if every day you're acting like you don't or every day you're talking like you don't. Is anybody hearing me today? So we talked about the power of the confession, the power of, of our words, amen. Uh, you know, just death and life are in the power of the tongue, in your tongue. And, and, and getting your words, your saying in line with your praying. A lot of times we, you know, we might pray certain things and pray the, the word or pray, uh, pray what's right. It's all good. But you walk out of the prayer time and you start talking about the problem. You talk about the situation. You're quicker to, you know, to talk to God about how big your problem is instead of talking to your problem how big your God is. Can I hear a bigger amen? Amen. So we spent some time uh, uh, doing that and talking about that uh, just uh, in the last couple weeks here. Uh, about getting our words, amen, speaking life, amen. Now, good confession, the word confession itself, uh, homos logia, which, which means same word or a covenant acknowledgement. In other words, if you're going to say something, why not talk your covenant? Talk your God, talk the word, 
So what are you doing? You're putting faith in that word. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. amen. So today now, we're going to go to the book of Hebrews. Um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6. And let's, let's dive into some things here today. Hebrews 6. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you come to receive today? All right. Now, I've got some things I want to touch on, and um, you're going to have to purpose to, to have ears to hear. And um, otherwise, you, uh, uh, you shut me off. And I don't like it when you shut me off. All right? So you're going to have to have ears to hear. Now, uh, remember, we're talking about overcoming. Uh, so, uh, chapter 6, verse 9, let's just start there, of Hebrews 6, 9. It says, but beloved, so we know we're talking to, talking to, to us. Now, of course, in context, uh, most, most scholars believe that, that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. It doesn't necessarily say that in the beginning like it does in several of the other books, but most believe he did. And so he's writing a letter to uh, the, ch- the Hebrew church, and so these are just some things that he's, uh, you know, had to say in the midst of this. He said, but beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany, that word accompany means, literally, it's the Greek word echo. That's where we get a word echo. So something that echoes salvation, okay, soteria is the Greek word there, which means really the bottom line is full, total deliverance, okay. The word salvation doesn't just mean being born again. Are you hearing me? That's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, when you start looking at the principles about being, you know, receiving Jesus and being born again, you know, one of the greatest miracles that could ever happen to a human being is the day they make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. Amen. And what we, what we say is they've been born again. Amen. Hallelujah. And so you, you went from being hell bound to being heaven bound just with a decision. It's phenomenal. And so what, what you have to understand is you go through the scriptures, especially through the epistles, you find uh, this brought up about salvation, the word salvation again, soteria, the word, uh, another, some, the word saved, which is sozo, which, uh, which they basically mean the same thing. It's just based on how they're used in a sentence, uh, but it deals with total deliverance. And the point being is this, okay, the same way you got born again is the same way you get your breakthrough. The same way that you accepted Christ, you believed in what was said, you made an acknowledgement, you made a confession out your mouth, praise God, and you got born again. I mean, the greatest miracle that could ever happen happened that simple, and you didn't know diddly. Didn't know anything. Somebody says, man, you need this. You said, yes, I do. You want that? Yes, I do. Well, let's receive that now. Yes, I will. Amen. Why don't you confess? I will. Amen. And you made Jesus Christ Lord of your, your life, man. I mean, uh, the greatest miracle would ever happen happened right then. And all he's saying is the same way that that happens, the same way all the rest of it works. But somehow we get it all complicated. Somehow we, we, we muddy the waters. Somehow we think that somehow or another we have to somehow perform or we have to somehow earn all the rest of it that comes in that full meal deal called salvation. The same way you got saved is the same way you get healed. 
The same way you got uh, born again is the same way you get a breakthrough at home. The same way you got born again is the same way you get that miracle, that financial breakthrough you need, I mean, whatever it is that we're dealing with, all right? So we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany or echo salvation. Though we speak in this manner, verse 10, please. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name. Now, remember, he's talking to the Hebrew church, but this is a letter to you and me. God knows exactly what's going on in your life right now. Let me try this side. God knows exactly what's going on in your life right now. He's not oblivious to what's happening. Okay? Now, that's necessary for where we're going today. All right? Okay? So he's just letting the church know God knows all that you've done. God knows the work and the labor of love that you've done. Everything you did in His name, God understands that, all right? He says, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Verse 11, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence. Everybody say diligence. Now, the word diligence just means a determined, aggressive effort or, uh, or an intense effort towards something. Um, and that's necessary, okay? Because sometimes we have a tendency to, um, to maybe not put as much into it, all right, just due to certain, certain things that go on. And I'm going to bring that up here in a minute. All right, we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance, okay, the full confidence of hope or expectation until the end. Everybody say, until the end. Now, the word end here is the word telos, which we get our word like, telephone or telescope or uh, that. So it's referring to, you know, there's, there's a point here where we might be at this point, but we're reaching to that point, to the end. Everybody saying to the end. See, you're not, you, we're going to the end. We're not going to go halfway. We're not going to do this thing just part time. We're going all the way until the end. All right. So he's saying here, I want this, I want you to stay stirred up Amen. With an expectation, amen, that you're going all the way. Now, that's necessary, okay, with what he's saying here. Verse 12, please, all right, that you do not become sluggish. Now, remember, he's talking to the church. He ain't talking to the world. Now, the word, uh, you know, the New King James uses the word sluggish. Um, your cross-reference might even use the word lazy. But it's just a word. All it means when you look it up, it just means um, um, to avoid pain. To avoid pain, okay, to avoid pressure or the pain, whatever it is that you might, might have experienced. Now, back up again to verse, let's see, is it verse 9? Put that, let's see, yeah, verse 10. Okay, there it is. Okay, all right. So, God is not unjust to forget your work or labor of love, which you have shown uh, toward his name, that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Now, in context, he's dealing with the fact, okay, God knows that you put, you're putting time, energy, and effort into whatever it is, okay? You're doing what you should be doing or have done what you thought you should be doing. Come on, somebody. But the pressure's on. Will I keep on doing it? Will I stick with it? Will I stay with it? All right? So he's talking to a people that if you don't watch it, if you, if you, don't, if you don't stay locked onto this thing saying, I'm going to the end, you begin to let loose. 
You begin to back up because you're tired. You're wore out. Well, every time I do that, I feel like it just doesn't quite happen like I want. So I'm tired of putting myself out there. I'm tired of keeping on, keeping on. Uh, you do it, Pastor. I don't want to do it anymore. Come on. This is who he's talking to here. So look at your neighbor and say, it's got to be you then. No, that's, that's all of us. We've all been here. Okay, now back down to verse 12 again, please. Thank you. Okay, that you do not become sluggish. Okay, we're not backing up. But what do we do instead? We imitate. That word imitate, Greek word mimic. We've got a word to mimic. Okay, so but we imitate those who through, in other words, their faith and their patience, they inherit the promises. So whatever it is. Everybody say through faith and patience. Now, again, you know, we've been talking about, you know, uh, you know the fight of faith and, and you know, it's your, your means of victory, your means of, of, of gaining uh, your victory uh, concerning whatever it is you're wanting to overcome or need to overcome. It's in your faith, okay? And he says, but through your faith, amen, and patience, you inherit the promises. He's saying really the same thing that we read in 1 John, amen. Whatever it is you're reaching for, it's through faith. Your means of success is through faith. And what? Patience. All right? All right? So I want to give, define this a bit, and then we're going to move on what we have for you on this today. Because, remember, he's talking to a people who, yeah, we, we've been serving God, and we've been doing, and we've been praying, and we've been giving, and we've been serving, and we got this going, we got that going. And pretty soon it's like, my gosh, I'm, how long? Well, he says, you get your victory, your victory is through your faith. So it's never changed. I said it's never changed. It's still through faith. All right? So what the enemy wants you to do, he wants to wear you out, get you to think about everything else going on, and pretty soon you start backing up. You start getting sluggish because... I'm tired. I don't want to want to avoid this and I've kind of, you know, I've I've done enough there and all this kind of stuff and pretty soon you're backing up instead of moving forward. And remember no man putting his hand to the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom. So you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the guy that's plowing all kinds of squirrely looking things out in the field. I guess maybe that's too old school. I'm thinking about back home, but you know, nowadays everything's done with GPS. Man, they could just about let go of the wheel on the tractor and just it does its own thing almost nowadays. But it used to be you had to watch where you were going. Okay. Anyway, praise the Lord. So uh, through faith and patience. So let's define that real quick. Let's do that before I get too far into this. Okay. So the word uh, patience here. Um, now, keep this in mind because these are all words that we're going to touch on today. Um, words like endurance is what this word patience means. Endurance, perseverance, continuance or to continue, to abide, to remain, or to stay, or to stay constant. Okay, now we're going to look at several different verses throughout this uh, deal today, throughout the service, and we're going to see all these different words that all came out they're all maybe got a little bit different spin on that Greek word, but they all come out of the same root, which means to stay constant. Are you still with me? 
to stay constant because that's what it's about. It's through your faith and staying constant with your faith. That's how you gain your promise. Well, I'm tired. I know you're tired. I know you had things. I know you've been pressing forward. I know you've believed for this. I know you've believed for that. I know you've been standing for this and you've been standing for that. But you got to stay with it until the end. You don't give up. You don't quit. You keep on going. Now, this word patience in, in today's vernacular, especially in, in the English language, um, has a tendency to have a little bit different spin on it. And I, want, I, just, I, I, I feel it's worthy of bringing it out because, um, you know, if we're, if we're going to, you know, if it's through faith and patience, in other words, this, this is the Word of God telling us through faith and patience, you will inherit your promise. You'll get your victory, but it's through faith and patience. Okay, now the word patience uh, in today's dictionaries, okay, in like your, your college, world college dictionaries, Okay, here's how it defines patience, okay? Now, this is important. It defines it as tolerant understanding. This is not what this word means. We're not just tolerating something. Right? Because, see, if we don't, if we don't define it, then you're going along thinking, well, you know, it's like the guy sitting at the, you know, at the light, and he's, he's come on, man, I gotta get going, I gotta go, and the wife's sort of going, be patient. <laughs> so you know, that's that's that word. You're tolerating, understanding, tolerating. Right? Come on. Anyway, oh, all right. Okay, because I mean, if you don't, because that's when you start thinking, you think, well, I'm believing God through faith and patience. <sighs> what are you doing? I'm being patient. <laughs> I don't think that's what it means. Huh? Okay, so it means, this is what the World College Dictionary says. Okay, it means uh, tolerant understanding, it means bearing of annoyance without complaint. <laughs> yeah, that says it right there. Just oh, now stop your complaint. Is just put up with it. That is not what this word means. Now it doesn't mean you go complain either, but it means it just means that you don't. You're just putting up with stuff. Just just stop it. Stop complaining. Just stop and and just whatever happens happens. That is not what it's talking about here. Okay, one more here, one more. I thought this, I, I, you know, a tolerant understanding, a bearing of annoyance without complaint. And here's another one in the, in the World College Dictionary. To suppress re- restlessness. To suppress restlessness. God ain't looking for you to suppress restlessness. He's trying to drive out restlessness, not suppress it. Okay, now... So what does it mean? It means to be constant. So if you're going to believe God, what he's saying is if you're believing to overcome, you're believing for that promise, whatever it is that you're looking to overcome, if you're believing, he wants to know, are you going to be believing tomorrow? Are you going to be believing next Tuesday? 
Are you going to still be believing, you know, next month? Are you still going to be standing and believing in six months if that's what it takes? Are you willing to go to the end or are you going to start backing up? Because if you're going to start backing up, that starts giving us some answers why we may not be receiving our promises. Thomas Edison made a statement one time. I don't know where this boy stood with Jesus, okay, so I don't know. So maybe he was as heathen as they come. I don't know. But, uh, uh, but he made a statement. He said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. I thought, boy, that says it. How many times, maybe if you would have just, but no, I'm just so tired. Guys, I've been serving. I mean, God, I mean, God, look what all I've been doing. He already knows. He knows what you're doing. He's not oblivious to what you're doing. He knows you've been standing. He knows you've been, amen. So stay with it because you got opposition. You got an enemy. You got pressure coming from an enemy. And if you give up now, you're just letting him win. Press on through this thing. Press through it. Get your answer. So through your faith and your consistency with your faith, you'll inherit that promise. You're guaranteed it. Uh, put uh, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, put that up on the board. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a victory. If you just won't quit, we have a victory. You know, it's like one brother said, I read the end of the book and it says we win. Hallelujah. You know, at home, uh, you know, we don't. You know, watch a lot of different things. We, you know, we might once in a while watch a good old Western or something, you know, because John Wayne, you know, and I don't watch the ones that John dies. It just ain't, it's just not good, good stuff, man. I want John dying. You know, and, you know, we watch stuff like that. And I like some of the good, you know, I like some superhero stuff because, you know, in the end, you know, the good guy wins. Hallelujah. Crush the enemy. But we also watch Hallmark. (laughs) Are you crying? No. Somebody said, well, why do you watch Hallmark? My son always says, every one of them are the same. That's exactly why we watch them. They all come together. It's this precious moments together. Then they have a little spat. They go their separate way for a second. They come back. Ah, restoration. (laughs) And you can shut it off going, I feel good. You feel good? I feel good. You feel good? I feel good. good news okay he's given you the victory we just got to get you to go through it you just got to not quit you just got to you just got to stay constant with your faith okay give me another one here uh, second corinthians put that one on look at this uh, chapter 2 verse 14 now thanks be to god who always leads us in 
triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. Not only does God give you the victory, God will lead you and guide you if you just won't quit. Just don't quit. Don't let yourself get all caught up in everything and, and then pretty soon you're backing up, you know. And so what came to me this morning is, and this is really what he was talking about back there in Hebrews 6. He's dealing with to the church at Hebrews and he's talking to them about, you know, God knows all the stuff that's going on. He knows what's happening. Amen. And so a lot of times what ends up happening, you know, we, we get our little list and, and we all have them. I mean, you know, you may not, you know, totally sit down and write everything out, but we all got these lists, all the stuff we did. And before long, you're thinking about all the stuff you did and it didn't work. Or the stuff you tried and it didn't quite happen like you wanted. And so pretty soon you're making a list, and, you know, and before long, you're checking it twice. Anyway, and then a third time, then a fourth time. Oh, that's right, you forgot another, so you add another thing or two. Before long, you got a list. And so all it takes, you know, God says, you know, let's press forward, let's move. Well, you know, you know, I, I did all that. You know, I've been serving, I've been doing this, I've been praying, I've been believing, and, and it, it hasn't come. So I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, just kind of step back for a second. And you think you're justified because your list. There ain't nothing on my list, but I, you know. Now, listen, this happens to anybody. I don't care who you are. Okay, I'm pastor of a church, and you think, man, this move forward kind of guy, hey, ho, let's go. You think you'd never have a list like that. But I had a list. I remember doing everything with the facilities and building and moving forward and trying this, and then that door gets shut there, and then that door gets shut, and then that one gets shut, and so-and-so over here jerks your chain and then pulls a rug out from under you, and then over here this happens, and pretty soon you got a list. Oh, yeah. And you're justified because, bless God, it's on my list. Come on. And so before long, you don't even realize you're backing up. You don't even realize that you've just kind of got sluggish. Void and pain. Because I'm tired of doing this just to be let down again. So you don't even realize that you're hanging on to this list. And you, you, pretty soon you just even keep it with you everywhere you go. Well, that's my list. Hey, are you going to? I've got a list. Don't you think we should? I've got a list. I'm justified in my feelings. I'm justified in my thoughts. I'm justified in my, in my sluggishness. Anybody hear me? I'm justified in my complacency. For long, you know, that list is controlling you. And what happens is with the list, you don't do nowhere. You don't go nowhere. You don't fulfill anything. You don't get nothing done. You go nowhere. Is anybody hearing me today? And so one day, guess what? If you keep hanging on to that list, one day you're going to take that little list with you to heaven. And, you know, whether, you know, don't... It really doesn't matter how you, how you view the whole thing going down. All I do know is one day you will stand before the master. It's, it's inevitable. How that goes down, how long, how, I, I, we don't know that part. We just know one day we're going to stand before the master. And you're going to stand there, and you're going to, when it comes time to your turn, you're going to step up there, and you're going to grab your little list, and you're going to reach toward it, and you're going to show them your list. 
Because you're going to, because there ain't no, it's your justification for not doing what he's asked you to do. So you're going to try to hand him your list, and you, don't, you know what's going to happen to that list? That list is going to disintegrate the second you lift it up to him. Poof. Got no more list. Now what are you going to do, right? Come on now. Now I'm not trying to depress you all because you're all here. So now you know there's no sense hanging on to a list like that. Come on, somebody. Because through your faith, now listen, 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 let me step back and say this. Your list did happen. We're not denying that everything on your list happened or didn't happen, depending on how you wrote it. We're not denying that. But the problem is, is now that list is controlling you and dictating. And you're not moving forward and taking ground like you're supposed to. So now your faith is doing nothing. But see, through faith and being consistent with you, come on now, through faith and being consistent with your faith, you then overcome your list. Because the idea is, you know, all that's gone on, but there's probably reasons. There's probably this or that or whatever. You could sit all day and try to analyze your list, but the point is, is I want to overcome my list. Because the minute you overcome any of that on your list, the list just, pfft, I got her. Hallelujah. So there's no longer that thing controlling dictating. So we have to overcome the list. And the only way to overcome the list is you're going to have through faith and patience or through your consistency with your faith you overcome your list all right now that's that's necessary to, to know that okay so let's go back now to hebrews again back chapter 6 okay verse uh, 12 again let's put 12 in there and then we'll read into 13 it says verse 12 says um, that you do not become sluggish but imitate those imitate those who through their faith right through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Okay, so what he does, verse 13 then, we begin to talk about a gentleman named Abraham, okay? For when God made a promise to Abraham, God made a promise to him. How many know it didn't happen? I mean, the promise God made, it, it, it never changed. The promise is the promise. Come on, somebody. But it took Abraham a little bit to get a hold of it. But when he got a hold of it, praise God, and through faith and his patience or his constancy or consistency with his faith, he inherited the promise. Right? So uh, God made a promise to Abram because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. In other words, he didn't need to, God didn't need to swear by anybody else. When God makes a promise, that's it. All right? And you need to understand that. All right? So when God says you're an overcomer, that's it. When God says you get your victory, that's it. If God says, amen, he'll lead you in triumph, that's it. Why? Because it's a promise. Why? Because God swore by it. God said this is it. Because everything that comes out of God has overcoming ability in it. Why? Because God said so. Period. So if he could just keep his people to stay in faith and stay constant with their faith, they will always get their victory. Okay. Verse 14. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply. Saying this, this is what he said to Abraham. All right. Well, at the time, Abraham didn't have a kid. So he started getting a hold of it, and we know what happened. We have an Ishmael. Whew. Now we got trouble, Bubba. And so, but he stayed with it. Praise God. 
And pretty soon, not only did he get it, but Sarah got a hold of it. Praise God. They have a promise. Hallelujah. All right. So verse 15. Here we go. Here we go. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now, again, this word patiently endured is actually one word, okay, in the Greek. And it's a little bit different word, but it has the same root, meaning to stay constant, all right? But it refers to here being long-spirited. If you look it up, it'll even say that in the dicks or the concordance. It'll be being long-spirited. In other words, I'm willing to stand the ground regardless. I'll be long-spirited. Amen. One, one of the words actually means long-suffering. In other words, I'm willing to press through no matter how it feels, no matter how it looks, no matter what's been said, no matter what's been done. I am going to the end. Amen. So, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Everybody say, praise ye the Lord. So, what he says is the same way it worked for Abram, or the same way it worked for any of the patriarchs of faith, is the same way it works for you. So, if we will just, if we will just imitate those who through their faith and their consistency with their faith, they inherit, if you will just, if you will just mimic them. If you, will just, if you will just follow suit, if you'll just the same way, you just stay with it. Well, Pastor, I'm tired. Lord knows that. Everybody knows that. We can see it all over your face. But you sit here now talking about how I just never, nothing ever worked, ain't never going to happen. Stop it. Stay in faith. Keep talking words of faith. Come on, somebody. Keep standing. Well, you know, I've been giving and I've been giving. and I just don't understand why. Keep giving. Stop, stop killing your seed. Come on now. You know, the farmer goes out there, he plows the ground, puts the seed in the ground. He goes out there, oh, they're not coming up. Go plow it up again. And you think, well, that boy's got issues. What? I mean, the other farmers that drive up and say, hey, George, what are you doing? Well, my seed didn't come up, so I'm plowing her up, going to start over. Dude, it's only been in the ground two days. <laughs> well, I know, but I should be seeing something by now. If I ain't seeing something, bless God. I, I, dude, get out of the tractor. Now. Ethel, keep him in the house. Well, we'd all look at that farmer and think, that guy's off his rocker. In the meantime, we do the same thing. We get, we get all caught up because we're not seeing it sprout yet. We go up there and we just plow up the field again. So, see, through your faith and your consistency with your faith, you're guaranteed a victory. You're guaranteed a promise. But you've got to stay with it. Amen. And the, the patriarchs of faith that stayed with it, they all had their ups and downs. Isn't that the cool thing about the Word? The Word doesn't just give you all the good. It gives you all the bad and the ugly too. It shows you that through this and because of that decision, because of that thing happening, this is what happened. Well, then they, they kind of, huh, you know, cinched up the belt and got to, all right, let's get after this again. They got back in this thing. And, and praise God, they got a victory. And we go on, praise God, say the patriarch of faith, man of faith and power, hallelujah. What a man of God. What a woman of God. Hallelujah. And you should. And God says, that same thing, you know, should be said about you too. If we can just keep you in it. We can just keep you going. Are you still with me? 
All right, let's look at a few, uh, few references here. Let's go back. Uh, let's see, what, have I, what did I give you back there? Um, verse, chapter 10, verse 36. Okay, put that up. You have need of, here we go, same word, endurance. So that why? Because after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So you guys, that word endurance means the same thing. Stay constant, stay consistent, stay with it. Don't back up. Don't quit. Don't plow up your field. Come on now. Stay with it, and you will receive your promise. All right? Is that good news or not? Okay, put, uh, put 2 Timothy 3. Put that up on the board, if you will, please. Verse 14. We'll kind of go through a few of these real quick. But, uh, but you must continue. Everybody say continue. Same, same root. The same root word in this word continue as in what we see, patience or endurance. Okay, same, same, same root word. Okay, you must continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of knowing from whom you've learned them. So he's saying is this. Okay, stay with what you've been learning. Might have put a statement. I don't know if I put it in here or not. Let's see. See if it's in here. I don't know if I did. Oh, here it is. I did put it in here. Uh, we don't fail because of the great revelation we haven't learned. We fail because we don't stay consistent with what we have learned. See, sometimes we're out there looking. If I could just have that one great revelation, maybe it would change everything. How about just stay consistent with the things you've already been learning? See, that's what's where you're going to get your breakthrough. Now, in context, he's talking about the Word of God. So let's maybe real quick, let's go through verse 15, 16, and 17 here. So, and, the, and that from childhood, you've known the Holy Scriptures. So he knows he's talking about the Word, which are, be, uh, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, please. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Okay, not just doctrine, but also for what? Reproof. Not just reproof, but also for correction. Not just correction, but also for instruction in righteousness. The Word of God's there. Praise God. So we know what He's talking about. Verse 17, that the man of God, in other words, the one that is continuing in context, talking about the one that stays constant, that man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. This explains why a lot of times people, well, I've been saved for 20 years, and I ain't no further along. I'm still in the nursery. Still in the sucky bottle. Come on. Because we don't stay consistent with anything. Okay, that didn't go over. Let's try another one. Uh, give me, uh, let's go John, John 8. Let's try this one, okay? Because there's multiple places he deals with this. Uh, John 8, Jesus talking. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in uh, believed him. If you abide, the same word there, abide, remain, continue, same, same Greek word, okay? If you abide, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, or disciplined ones indeed, okay? Verse 32, most everybody knows. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Anybody like being free? Yeah. I like being free. So what, what makes you free? Thank you. What truth? The truth you know. The only one that makes you free is the truth you know. That's the only one that makes you free. Now, how do you get to know the truth that makes you free? Verse 31, you abide in it. You continue. You stick with it. Well, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's working. Stay with it. Stay with it. 
Keep doing it. Keep saying it. Keep praying it. Keep standing on it. And the one, the word that you continue in, the word that you stay constant with is the word that you get to know, the truth that you get to know, and the truth you get to know is the truth that sets you free. You got to stay with it. I said you got to stay with it. Put, uh, is it James 1? Is that the next one I gave you? Something like that maybe. James 1.25, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, because you know we're talking about the word of God, and he continues in it. Everybody say continues. Same word there, same thing. Stay constant with it. So it's the one you stay with, okay? And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed, empowered to succeed, blessed in what he does. Why? Who's that? Well, the one that continues. You're not just, a, you're not just somebody that heard it once and moves on. Well, I heard that. Yes, but you got to continue in that. Well, I heard it once. No, you got to continue in it. See, the word you continue with is the one that begins to work. Amen. You stick with it. You stay with it. What happens now? Everything you put your hands to begins to succeed. Amen. You are blessed. You are empowered to succeed. Can I hear a big amen? amen. All right, let's, let's look at another one here. Give me another one here. What do I got here? Which one did I give you? Luke 8. That's a good one. Praise ye the Lord. I'm glad I put that one in there. All right, Luke 8, talking about the sower, amen, the parable of the sower. He sows the ground, he throws it out here, throws seed over here, throws seed over there, throws seed over here, there's seed going everywhere. And then it talks about how this, uh, when it hits hard pan, the, the, devour, the uh, birds come, devour it, eat it all up. And then the next one, you know, with the, the ground, with uh, all kinds of stuff in there that's going to choke things out, all kinds of stuff that's coming in there, messing things up. But then there's the ones that landed on good ground. And it says this, the ones that fell on good ground are those who, he explains it, are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart to keep it and bear fruit with... Oh, my gosh. That's my mother's saying. I talked to my mom every time. Somewhere along the line, she's going to say, oh, my gosh. Uh, she's listening. She's going to go, I say that? <laughs> you do, Mom. <laughs> anyway, hallelujah. But with patience, the same thing. How do you bear, how does all this work? I mean, what does that, what determines part of this thing about being in good ground, the seed of God's word sown? How do you know it's in good? Well, part of it is you stick with it. You stay with it. Don't let the devourer come. Don't let the enemy come and steal it. Don't let things spring up and choke it out. No, you stay with it. You stay with it. You stay with it. And you start bearing the fruit you need to. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Give the Lord a praise, somebody in this house. All right. Amen. The results that we're believing for exist in our willingness to continue. All right. Here's another statement. Success isn't mysterious. It's the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. Success isn't mysterious. It's the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. It works in sports and it works in church. It works in business. And it works in your walk in God. All right? You just stay with it. 
If you stay with it, amen, through your faith and your consistency with your faith, amen, you will get results. You will have your promise. You will overcome. Are you still with me? All right. Put real quick, let's do James 1. We've got to at least get to James 1 if you're going to talk about this, right? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, that don't even, I mean, that just doesn't sound like that'd be a refrigerator verse, does it? You know what I mean by refrigerator verse? Some of you, you know, we all have that verse with just, oh, I just love that verse. That's amazing. But nobody puts, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That just seems like, maybe that's a freezer verse. I don't know. I don't know. But the word here, to count it all joy, uh, the word count here uh, means to consider, to make an account of, and count it all joy. Joyous means something springing up from faith when you fall into various or random or variegated uh, trials, tests, pressures, where it really just comes down to pressure. Okay, But what he's trying to tell you here is um, pressure is going to come, and uh, it's out there, but you've got to make a different list. If you're going to stay with it, you better start making a different list. Stop making the list of everything that didn't quite happen like you wanted and start making a list of everything that God has done. And don't tell me God hasn't done something for you. God's done a lot of things for you. But it's so easy to bury that in the back of the tablet. Instead of keeping that out front, you count it all joy. Here comes the pressure, but this is where it starts. Stay locked on to what God can do and will do. And if you do that, you will remain more consistent with your faith. You still with me? Give me verse 3 here. Knowing, you've got to know this, knowing that the testing of your faith. Anytime you make a decision, you're going to stand for anything. Here comes the enemy. He comes immediately try to steal that word. He comes to try to knock you off your faith. I mean, you got to know this. The Word says, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. He is coming, man. He wants to knock you off your faith. Now, you don't just stand there and go, oh, here he comes. Oh, no. Gosh, I hate it when this stuff happens. (laughs) Chances are you're going to get mowed under. And the devil never plays fair. He hits you with the bus. He looks in the rearview mirror, throws it in reverse, and backs over you again. Oh, he's so good at it. He'd get fired as a bus driver. But anyway, knowing that the testing of your faith, uh-oh, produces something, brings something into fruition to fully, what it says here, produces faith. It means to work out fully. You know, really, in all honesty, there's no testimony without a test. I mean, you really stop and think about it. I mean, nobody's, I mean, you don't have to pray for these. You got my, hello. <laughs> you don't have to pray. I'm just praying for more tests. I wouldn't. 
there are going to be plenty of them. Okay? But in the midst of you going through that, see, it's not really the test that brings the patience. It's your faith in the midst of the test that then works out fully your consistency. Because you're not even going to know really how consistent you are anyway until the pressure's on. I mean, we can all say, man, I'm a man of faith and power. Hallelujah, just look at me. And then the pressure's on, and we're going, yep, we're looking all right. Right? We're going to find out whether you can stand or not. Now, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, okay? Consistency, constancy, amen. Uh, put verse 4 up. What happens when, well, if you let patience... Amen. You stand through your faith and through your patience. Amen. You inherit that promise. It says if it has its perfect work, what happens? You become perfect and complete, <gasps> lacking nothing. In other words, you get your promise. Complete, perfect, lacking nothing. Now, I love this text. I love James anyway. James is a great book. Um, but... You know, he goes on, verse 5, and I don't think I, I don't know if I had him say all that back there, but he starts saying, listen, okay, if you're in the midst of this thing and you don't know what to do, then what do you do? Yes, yes, God. Okay? But you stay with it. You don't back down. You go, I just have to, you know, I'm going to work it. <laughs> no, you got to, no, I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stick with it and stay with it. And then, and then if there's something ain't quite clicking like you want, then ask. But do it in faith. You don't waver. You're not backing up. You're not, you're not in. You're not out. You're not full of doubt. You're, you're just saying, all right, I just, all I know is if I stay with this, I get my victory. Now, right now, I don't see my victory in sight. But I can't be moved by what I'm seeing. Amen. So if I'm not seeing something and I need some wisdom, I say, God, uh, help me with this thing. I know if I stay with this, I'll get my answer. But I need a little bit of, a little bit of wisdom here. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. So you get wisdom. And the Word says he, he, He'll give it to you uh, liberally and without reproach. God isn't holding nothing back. Now, if you decide, though, that, you know what, I'm just kind of tired and wore out, and uh, I'd rather look at my, my negative list instead of my positive list, well, then, this is what happens. Verse 6, please, since you got that up. Okay, you don't have that up. I know. I didn't tell him to do those verses, so it's my fault. So I'll read it. Here it is. Verse 6 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, uh, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man or woman, hello, suppose that they will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because they're double-minded and unstable in all their ways. The point being is this. I don't want to hook up with the verse that says I don't get any answer. I'd rather hook up with the verse like, what is it? Uh, is it verse 4? I'd rather, I, I like verse 4. That's a refrigerator verse. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I don't like verse 7, where it says that you're not going to receive anything. Right? I mean, no, nobody wants that. Everybody wants to receive. Well, then... You know, the same, the same author, you know, that, you know, by the Holy Ghost authored verse 4 is the same one that authored him in verse 7 and 8. And Come on now. The point being is this. We're finding out that everything, if you want to overcome, then you're going to have to, through faith and consistency with your faith, 
you gain your victory. Because your victory, it never changed. Your means of success, your victory is your faith. It's never changed. And no matter what verse you pull up about faith, it's never going to change. It's your faith. Boys come, they got, you know, they got issues, they got problems. Jesus says, what are you believing for? Well, that we might receive our sight. Well, cool. You know, it wasn't like Jesus was like, <laughs> I didn't know what you wanted. He knew exactly what they wanted. But he said, according to your faith. See, your faith, your faith, he lets it be, your faith is your means of success. So where are you right now with your faith? Are you going to the end? Are you just here to try to feel good? Or are you going the distance? See, some people, they'll say the right things because it appeases their conscience. I'm believing God. You believe in God? I'm believing God. You believe in God? I'm believing God. We're all believing God here. Well, chances are probably not. I hope so, but we'll find out when the pressure's on. Because in the next day, you're saying the opposite, then you're telling me that you're really not believing God. Now, there's no condemnation because Jesus let it be known. According to your faith, so be it unto you. That's all. It wasn't, he wasn't being critical. He wasn't being judgmental. He wasn't trying to analyze everybody. He just said, if you can believe it, you can have it. But you're going to have to keep believing it. How many times in a miracle happened and he'd, he'd say, according, or he'd say, by your faith, you were healed. Well, Jesus is the healer. Yes, He is the healer. But it was by their faith that they received their healing. It's by your faith that you overcome. It's by your faith that you get your promise. It's by your faith that you get your answers. By your faith, you get through that thing. It's by your faith that you overcome that negative list. Come on, somebody. And one of those ways of keeping yourself locked in is by locking on, doing whatever it takes to keep your faith consistent. Amen. you got to stay consistent. So, did you get something? Amen. You know, uh, um, why don't you all stand up because it'll make you feel better. I won't stop for an hour, but we'll let you, let you feel like we're going to. No, we'll be done here. I, I, what jumps at me is the uh, um, Ephesians 6 and do it, talking about the armor of God. And he talks about, you know, uh, you know yeah, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. Okay? Hello, somebody. And so it goes on to say, and having done all to stand, you stand therefore. And then, it, and then it goes on and starts listing all the armor. Now, the word stand in that text comes out of the same root word. So the way is you get your victory with your armor and everything, amen, is you stay consistent. You don't tuck tail and turn and run. You stay in this thing. If you stay in this thing, then you get a victory. You're guaranteed a victory. And if you, if you, if you don't know, you feel like you're, 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 you're not quite in, in check here, you look, God needs some wisdom, show me how it is. It says that He'll lead you in all triumph, praise God. He'll guide you, direct you, praise God. Hallelujah. Through the whole, he'll help you through the whole thing. But you got to stay consistent. you got to stay with it. 
You can't let the pressure, you can't let uh, the, the words, that, uh, the talk, you can't let how, how you feel. You can't. So if you, you just got to do whatever it takes to keep yourself consistent. And if you feel yourself getting all negative by all the, the lists, then let's, let's tear that little piece off. Some of you have two. <laughs> A few of you have three. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, get rid of that. Amen. And start settling it. Praise God. I'm overcoming. I'm conquering. I'm gaining my victory. Praise God. And I'm staying with it till the end. Praise the Lord. Did you get some today? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor once again. We're thankful and grateful for your word and these principles. And Father, I thank you for a people of God that not only walk by faith, amen, but they walk by faith and patience. Hallelujah. They're consistent with their faith. And we give you the praise and we give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn to someone, slap them. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.